You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode 107. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hello Awesome Podcast. JC here. I'm so thankful that you have decided to join me once again. I cannot do this without you. If you're hearing stuff in the background, just know I have two sweet and sour boys who are here with me, my two sons. I do this from home, and so we have life going on. That's what you hear. It's called life. So you're going to hear some Legos, probably some laughing and silliness. Just roll with it. I am excited to bring to you my first interview of the podcast season. I am going to be sharing with you a conversation that I had with the ever so sweet Stacy Chavis. Now, Stacy was on the podcast previously sharing her testimony on how the Lord saved her from Hinduism. And you can find that in episode 79, Being Bold. And it's a really, really, really good one. So, Wait till you listen to this episode and then go on over and listen to that one. I do have to let you guys know that I was using an old microphone in this episode and it's a little annoying. I have recently upgraded and so you're going to hear a very poor quality uh, interview on my end, but Stacy was so sweet. I was also having some connection issues, so there's a lot of uncomfortable sounds coming from uh, the microphone and just some techie stuff. But like I said, this is real life, so we're just going to roll with it, right? In this episode, I talked to Stacy about what she has been noticing on the front lines because she is very close to people in the medical field as she is also going to school for medicine. And we talk about vaccines and how we really need to be kind to one another when we have different viewpoints, especially as Christians. Stacy also shares her heart for souls and why being heaven bound means we should be focusing on bringing people to heaven with us. I know you're going to love her and this conversation because I think we're sharing some things that many of us are thinking about. And so let's just get right into it. This is episode 107 that I am calling Don't Limit God with Stacy Chavis. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Before we get started, let me share some amazing deals from a few friends of mine. California-based, female-owned, modest boutique Skirt Society has hand-picked pieces perfect for all sizes. For a limited time, use code HELLO10 for 10% off your next order at theskirtsociety.com. From hoodie sets to jumpers, up your fall fashion game this season. If you're trying to tame your mane like I am during the colder months this season, it is time to invest in Uncut. Uncut offers a variety of hair care cleansing and strengthening products that will help restore and renew your long locks. Use code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from UncutHairCare.com today. Are you looking for modest clothing that's both high quality and affordable? Pencil skirts, layer tops, lace extenders, and more can be found at Nuggles. You can also find the cutest modest options for grade school age girls. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off your purchase at www.nuggles, 
nugglegolf.us. That's N-U-G-G-L-E-S.us and stock up for all your layering needs. So So Modest is run by a one-woman powerhouse of a seamstress, bringing new life to fun fabrics as incredible, modest activewear. Think super cute stretchy skirts with matching leggings, custom made with your measurements. She even makes gorgeous swim dresses that honestly can be worn all year long. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order now when you shop at SoSoModest.com. That's S-O-S-E-W Modest.com. If you're like me, then your Bible might be in need of a good protective cover. Enter in leather and cord. Using beautiful leather to create Bible covers, notebooks, headbands, and more, leather and cord offers uniquely handcrafted items that honor the Word of God. Use my code AWESOME10 for 10% off when you order from their shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash leather and cord today. Is your skin starting to scream from the dryness already? The weather change is tough on us this time of year, but with Oneness Essentials, you will have all the handmade soaps, lotions, and scrubs that you need to let your skin shine and thrive every single day. At checkout, use code HelloAwesome for 15% off when you order from their website, onenesssoapbiz.com, and you will never have to worry about dry skin ever again. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. This is season six, and I'm so excited to be back here behind the microphone with you and our special guest, Stacy. Now, Stacy has been on the podcast before. You might recognize her voice when she shared her powerful testimony back in the testify season. And she is here again with me to share some very important information and just some of some of the things that God has uh, laid on her heart. And I'm so excited that she is here again with me. I cannot wait to talk to you, Stacy, about some of these sensitive subjects and to listen to your heart about what God has been showing you lately. For those out there who may not know who you are or who haven't listened to you on the podcast yet, could you please just share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, so hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Stacy. Since my last time on the podcast, my last name has actually changed now. So I'm Stacy Chavis. I got married almost six months ago. I'm from Tampa, Florida originally, but now I'm located in Newport News, Virginia. I am a third year MD student. Uh, I feel called to missions as well as uh, my husband. So uh, together, him and I are in ministry full time. Uh, pretty much for majority of our, our marriage so far, we've been traveling throughout the United States and just, you know, evangelizing. And so we do eventually plan to go abroad once God opens that door. I love that so very much. Congratulations, of course. That is so incredible. I'm so happy for you. And I have seen you guys sharing just some of the amazing things that God has done. And he is just so good. 
Amen. Yes, absolutely. Especially just in such a short period of time, it's just so much has happened and it's just been so, so powerful. It's just, you know, signs of the times and where we're at, you know, people are, are truly hungry for God and it's just, um, it's just been amazing an amazing experience so far. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I want to talk about in this episode. Um, one of the things that I really wanted to dive into in the beginning is like you said, you're a medical student and you have a unique position as a believer in the medical field. And Mm -hmm. I'm actually seeing this more and more. I'm not sure if you can agree with that, but on, on my end, I see more apostolic nurses or apostolic, you know, um, doctors or even just medical personnel more and more. (laughs) And it's really exciting me because I do think that it's important for us to fill those spaces. Yes. um, And to bring the truth to those, to those areas. And I know that this is a loaded question to start off, but what has been in your opinion, the most challenging thing that you have seen so far within that experience? Uh, the most challenging thing for me personally has been uh, giving my advice to those other believers in the field, believe it or not. Um, so just like you were speaking on, you know, we've been seeing so many apostolics in the healthcare field. And, you know, I'm not super far along in my journey. And even if I was further along, um, it's just not my personality to really push or force my beliefs on anyone. Um, So throughout the entire pandemic, you know, it's almost been about two years. I haven't been extremely vocal uh, with medical information or vaccine research and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when it comes So when someone comes to me for advice, I can be hesitant, you know, to give that out. I definitely pray a lot um, before I speak on things or give my advice because it is such a delicate uh, topic. And it's it's uh, it's a difficult situation for both sides. You know, Um, I think it's it's definitely disheartening overall when I see uh, such a spread of misinformation um, in terms of the medical aspect. But then it's equally as sad when you see people of God foreseeing a position or a stance as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and so with uh, the approval of the vaccine and, and the different options out there for vaccination, I had been getting a lot of... Um, private messages asking my thoughts and how I felt about the vaccine and things like that. And I kind of just, you know, I honestly left them on, on unread because I just wasn't ready to, to address it or to answer it. And, you know, I prayed and, and things like that. And finally, a few weeks ago, I made just a general post uh, on my social media platforms addressing everything, you know, uh, is COVID real? Uh, How do I feel about the vaccine? You know, all these things. And and I only did it because I had an increasing number of people reaching out to me for my opinion. and that that's been the hardest part because, uh, you know, I don't want to dictate anybody's life or their career or their, you know, health choices. I don't know these people well enough, even in the terms of their um, healthcare profile and their background to say, yes, get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated. I'm, you know, not their doctor. Right. So 
yeah, so that that for me has been the most challenging part. I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like many people in your same position feel the same way, not because they don't have their own personal convictions, but usually mm-hmm. the personal convictions are because they understand their own medical profile. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who want somebody in authority that they see in a spiritual authority to tell them what to do. Um, but we have to be careful because like you said, there's so much information about our makeup, our body, mm-hmm. who we are, that our doctor knows, you know, right. that, kind of, that data. Um, so to just ask somebody else what, uh, what they should do and what they should input in their body, we have to be really careful doing that, I think. Right. Yes, definitely. And I, I agree with you as far as like the misinformation. And this is why I think it's important to have these conversations because it can be so easy for us to um, automatically share something that we agree with without realizing that it might not even be true. Right. Uh, especially as believers, because we want it to be true. Right. Yeah. And Or I, we just we can just see something or read something and it and it sounds good or it sounds right but it but it's not you know that that happens a lot right and that's I mean that's one of the reasons why I as well there's been a lot of people asking me different questions not in the medical part of it but spiritually or Mm -hmm. even politically um Mm -hmm. just my stance on certain things and um I've had to really address kind of in the same way you did of I'm not left or right. I'm Jesus. And I think that's right. really important that when it comes to, you know, the, the medical point of, of view and, and all of that science and data um, is that we just do our own research and just sit and wait on things. And I think that is what we're seeing a lot of church people aren't doing. And I should say people mm-hmm. in general, not just church people. I don't want to put a bullseye on us, but right. people in general don't take time to just pause. They see something mm-hmm. and they share or they, right. they just jump into this conversation, jump into that conversation or this argument. And we have to learn how to pause. And I think especially when it comes to the vaccines and when it comes to something so personal, I think, um, we have to be even more careful not to share information and lead other people astray. Right. Absolutely. In your opinion, obviously, um, when you think about the media and what they've been sharing, what's been most popular, uh, do you think that they have properly expressed a lot of correct information to the public when it comes to the medical field and what's really been going on? Or do you think that it's just been more of a political game? Uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's really sad to say, but I feel like we cannot trust the media. And, you know, it's just like the Bible says to not seek counsel from the ungodly. Mm. They don't have the truth and they don't have real answers. And I feel like there's always an agenda behind um, their stories or the way that they position their stories. And I feel like especially for the past few years, all they've been doing is really propagating fear. Yes. 
And uh, they haven't really portrayed what it's been like for healthcare workers. And, um, and it's really sad because it's almost like they're the victims in this scenario because we have such a huge spread of misinformation uh, that people are just becoming confused. They don't know who to trust. And, you know, there's two sides of the story being painted. There's, um, you know, and they're like the ones that's being left to clean it up because, uh, you know, there are people that they're taking the vaccine like or they're taking COVID uh, very seriously. And then there are people that are not taking COVID seriously at all. Um, but regardless of however the, you know, the people feel, the healthcare workers are the ones that are having to take care of these people. They're dealing with an influx of patients and a lack of resources. And they're the ones that, you know, it's been almost two years that they've been going through this. And it's, it's really been crippling. Like it's been very hard for, for many healthcare workers, nurses, doctors. I mean, just even people that work at the hospital that aren't necessarily patient facing. Um, and I think that that's something that definitely as we as believers like need to be um, more compassionate and caring and, and thoughtful about like, we definitely need to lift them up in prayer during this time. I agree. I agree completely. And I think that's why it is important when we hear the first hand accounts of healthcare workers, that should be the real news. And I've said that kind of from the beginning is look at the posts that the nurses are sharing, not mm-hmm. just the, not just the Democrat nurses, but the Republican nurses, not just the conservative, but also the liberal. We have to look at all the nurses in general um, instead of just clumping them into all these different groups because they're all dealing with this. And it's so important to just listen And that's the other thing is we have all this information that we don't pause before we share. And then we have all this information that we don't actually listen to what we really should be listening to. And that is the voices on the front lines. And um, I've seen that in the nurses that I'm related to in my family or nurses that are my friends. And I've said that from the beginning of this pandemic is I go by what they've been sharing and how they've been feeling. And that kind of tells me what they're actually dealing with on the front lines. And that's really what I really think that's where the media should be. But I don't think that um, that's who lines their pockets, for lack of a better term. But um, and that's both sides. That's all that's all media. Um, Right. And uh, as somebody who is close to those workers who has or who has seen what they've been going through, Um, What have you seen as far as their overall emotion among those working with patients? Okay, Um, so I just like to put a disclaimer out that I haven't been working uh, firsthand in any hospitals during this time. For the majority of the pandemic, our schooling has been put on hold. Um, But my mother uh, is on the front lines. And I think the overall emotions um, that they're feeling is just exhaustion and, uh, and they're tired. Um, so just like, you know, there's been two sides to the pandemic this entire time, these two sides of extreme, you know, the ones that are taking it very seriously and the ones that are completely dismissing it. Um, they're just having to maintain this certain level of protection the entire time, you know, they have to treat it with, um, care and, and 
give it, you know, the due diligence that they as uh, it being their jobs that that is what they're required to do. And so my mom, she has been working in the hospitals throughout this time. And she is immunocompromised. She's a breast cancer survivor. She um, has, you know, taken all these extra precautions. She wears, uh, she wears like, uh, three masks, three pairs of gloves. She wears gowns over her scrub. She wears the booties and she covers her hair because she has to protect herself, you know, um, as she goes into the hospitals and as she's treating these different patients and, and doing these things, she has to take it seriously. And I think that overall it has been very exhausting, uh, for, all different kinds of healthcare workers on all levels, because this is um, very different from what their normal day to day is. They have to um, adhere to additional guidelines, additional steps, additional safety protocols. So I think the overall emotion is just exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I I mean, that's just when you paint that picture of what she goes through every day, I think that's something that we really need to think about is Mm -hmm. it's easy for us to jump on our phones and share something, turn it off and go back to our comfortable house when these people on the front lines are there every day for more than 12 hours a day sometimes. And they are scared to go home because they're not sure if they're going to bring it home. And, um, I think what we have to agree on is that this sickness is real and that it is an issue and that we have to be kind to one another and show grace. And I think when we think about what people have to deal with day to day, that's something that we have to keep in the forefront of our mind if we can to remind ourselves of their sacrifice. And Definitely. Regardless of their politics, this is their job and this is what they have to do. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, we have here, we've, we've heard so many different opinions about the vaccinations and medical freedom. And, you know, I'm the type of person that I like to look at two sides to every story because I feel like there are always two sides to every story. And I think that's one thing we're missing out on is when we go gung ho one way we don't actually open our ears and we're not responding the proper way to the other side. And I want to know in your opinion, given that you've done traveling and even in evangelism, because this can be a a topic that comes up in church circles, obviously as well. How can Mm -hmm. we, how can we navigate these difficult conversations right now? Um, I, I don't think that we should, like you said, it's important to look at it from both sides. And, um, I don't think that we should force our, uh, thoughts or beliefs on anyone. And, um, and I feel that, you know, in the times that we're in, social media has given, uh, so many people this false sense of authority that they feel obligated you know, to tell us what they think or what they believe. And uh, the bottom line is that we should never force anyone to do anything um, 
And throughout this entire pandemic, I've heard like so many crazy things and seen so many different, you know, memes and things like that. And, um, and, you know, a lot of people say, well, what, what would Jesus do? And some people say Jesus would, would wear a mask or Jesus would social distance. And, um, and you're right. Like we've been traveling, we've been, you know, walking in wisdom, but we're not going to operate in fear. You know, that's not of God. And so I think to myself, um, Jesus was out there in the field, like Jesus touched the lepers, like he wasn't afraid. And, um, and I think the thing that is hurting most people is like, lack of knowledge, you know, they're just, they're just jumping to these conclusions or these opinions, or, uh, you know, somebody will make one little comment, and then another person will just completely blow it up. Um, People are trying to use HIPAA as an explanation for why vaccine status should not be asked for by your employer and um, and not knocking anybody. But that was not why HIPAA was created. That's not even its purpose. HIPAA was established so that there would be a secure flow of uh, patient healthcare information in terms of when it travels between healthcare providers or to insurance companies to protect the patient's information from being compromised and, or from being uh, stolen and identity theft and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to places of employment, um, that does even fall under HIPAA jurisdiction. But like I said, so many people are quick to uh, make all these assumptions or try to assert, you know, certain beliefs or authorities and things that um, don't exist, or that's not why they were created for. And the times that we're in, we have to be wise, and we have to be knowledgeable, you know, um, my people pairs for lack of knowledge like there's just such a huge lack of knowledge in these times because there is uh there's it's so easy to access all this information right i can go on google right now and i can say um what are the contents of the covid vaccine and i don't know if the sort the source i'm getting it from if i wasn't in the medical field i don't know is this a verified source is this a trusted source who really created mrna vaccinations you know there's it's just a wealth of misinformation so if we're not um if we're not mindful to walk in wisdom and to really search for truth, then um, our judgments will be clouded by all of this information and all the opinions of other people. I'm, like I said, I'm not that vocal on my social media platforms about this, but I have spoken on it um, at least two or three times now that we cannot just listen to social media influencers or people of influence that get on their social media platforms and say, uh, this is doing this and this is happening because of this without doing our due diligence and our responsibility to really seek out the truth and see where are they getting this information from and is it right we cannot be so quick to just accept everything that we hear right i agree and i think this is one of the reasons why i wanted to come at this topic this subject rather with this point of view because i obviously have my own convictions and i have my own things that i feel might be right 
But what mm-hmm. we feel is right may not actually be what is right. And as Christians, as believers, we have to understand that God ultimately decides what's right and what's wrong. And yes. even if we feel that the information that we're getting is legit and we you know, want to stake our lives on it, if we don't have the green light from God, I think we need to just, you know, take a minute, like I said, and pause. And yes. it's one of the reasons why I didn't want to start these conversations without praying. I didn't want to start this new season without seeking the Lord first, because that's the whole reason why we're in ministry. That's the reason why right. we are Christians is to be Christ-like. And mm-hmm. I I have a really difficult time when I see bold Christians, um, you know, kind of stepping on other Christians um, mm-hmm. in this area. And it, it makes me sad. Um, and I know a lot of it has to do with the pride that they feel that they have a right to bulldoze other people and, right. um, and vice versa. Obviously we see that outside the church as well. So when I felt the Lord give me this theme for this podcast season, heaven bound. It really sparked in me, like you were talking about the lack of knowledge. It really sparked in me the need to go seek out what does God say about heaven? Because we don't live here. I mean, we Mm -hmm. we live here on earth, but we're not supposed to live here. You know, we're not supposed to settle here, but we are here right now. And I know off the mic, we talked about, your growing love of souls in this season of your life. And I truly believe that God is calling us who really want to do his will, seek his face, who want to be in right standing with him. I truly feel like he is calling us obviously to go deeper in devotion, but also to truly share the gospel more than to share whatever other doctrines are out there. Um, Not even you know, church doctrines, but even the doctrine of Republican or the doctrine of, (laughs) you know, liberalism, those are all doctrines, what you believe. And we have to be careful not to tie ourselves to a political party um, because even Jesus, you know, rebuked the church people as well as the Gentiles. But I feel like he's just calling us closer and to just share the gospel more than ever before. And I, I would love it if you can share with me what God has put on your heart concerning souls in this critical hour? Absolutely. Um, God has really been uh, revealing himself to me in a, in a completely new way in this season. Um, You know, when I got married, I uh, left my home church. I left Florida. You know, I came to this, everything was basically new for me. And of course I did it because God said. And, um, and so um, I've been exposed to so many new things and people and places and experiences. And some of them, you know, I had to feel out for myself, I had to question for myself and pray about it. Because, you know, Christians don't have one specific look or one specific race or, you know, we don't all look the same. We're very diverse. We come from very different backgrounds. We all come from different walks of life. We have different experiences. And the one thing that I've definitely been learning is to not limit God, uh, to just 
let him do his thing and follow along. He has been just saving and he's just been using so many people to save and to set free and to preach. And, and it really is crucial in this hour. I think we need to not, um, walk in the flesh and see things in our flesh. We need to put on our spiritual eyes and we need to discern because at the end of the day, um, souls is why we're still here and souls is what matters more than anything. Um, you know, the Bible says that, you know, we may become all things to all to win, win them. So we, we have to not limit God. We have to not box ourselves in. If God opens a door or an opportunity and it doesn't look like the opportunities that you've been used to getting or it's something new or different, don't, don't limit God because a lot of the traveling and the conferences and the places that I've been and the people that I've been ministering to are unlike anything that I've done before, but I never wanted to limit God. And I always just want to be in a place, in a position for God to use me. I just want to be a vessel for God to use me for his glory. And I think that that is the most important thing. Um, you know, we can say souls matter, souls matter, but never leave our house or never post our testimony on social media or do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. So I think that is just so important that we make ourselves open, willing vessels in this hour. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And it's, it's so convicting in a good way uh, to me because there's definitely those relationships that are just um, really awkward um, when it comes to this topic. And I always have to remind myself that it's all about timing and Mm -hmm. um, hearts have to be open to it. And I would much rather save my breath for somebody who really is seeking than for somebody who's shut, you know, completely down and, Um, that's, I think, something that we can continually pray about is realizing that um, God is the one that brings the souls. He just uses us. We don't save anybody. He does. And Mm -hmm. it's something that my pastor right now has been really um, just speaking to my heart about. And I love that. I love that we can um, pray for them and we can love on them and they don't have to look like us. And we can leave that part up to God. I mean, that there's so much freedom in that is not limiting God. And I love what you said about don't limit God. I think that's where we need to be right now is in that mindset of mm-hmm. looking around us and realizing that this isn't this isn't um, this isn't something that's going to scare God away. Right. God is not afraid of COVID, but God is also not afraid of this political war that we're seeing. God's not a afraid of the international wars. Um, it's scary to us, obviously, because we are here, but we can trust that he has no limits and he can take care of us. And um, he can bring us to the people who need to know him. And uh, right. that's just encouraging me uh, right now. Um, so what can we do as believers who are passionate about our convictions, uh, you know, in the natural sense, but also want to reach the loss? Mm-hmm. I kind of know the answer based on what you just said, but um, what should we be focused on 
Yeah, um, definitely is kind of like what I what I previously stated, like, we should be focused on on the souls and not the flesh. Um, I know convictions are are very important, you know, they're personal to us. So not everybody's going to share them. And I think that that's okay. Um, that doesn't mean that they know God any less or that God will use them any less. I believe in um, upholding my personal convictions because that of the relationship that I have with God. And those are the things that he's revealed to me. Um, but just like, you know, my stance with COVID and the vaccine, I will never force anything on anybody. Now, if if someone comes to me with questions and uh, for specific guidance on certain topics, um, I'll give them, you know, the answers and the guidance. But I think that we have to just first love people and love souls. And I think when you truly love God, it's very easy to love people because those are, those are his people, you know, those are souls. And, and when you truly have a heart after God and you truly have a heart after the kingdom, it will be easy. And a lot of times we can get in our minds and we think that it needs to be done a certain way or we need to have, you know, this and that or the right pens and paper, the right song. And and that's not what really matters. Like what matters is just going out there and just talking to the people, just showing them love, praying for them. Um, I can even share like uh, this quick little testimony of that, like, this past weekend, we were in Chicago for a revival conference and Sunday morning before church, we went to breakfast and we were just all talking about what God had been doing that week. And, you know, people were delivered and saved and just testimonies and a family was having breakfast in the booth next to us. And the daughter came over and said, uh, can you pray for my mom? She's she is really hot. She feels the Holy Ghost and she wants you guys to pray for her. So um, my husband and I went over and they were still eating breakfast. So we said, okay, after you're um, done eating, we'll meet you outside and we'll pray for you. And um, we ended up praying for the whole family right there in the parking lot, the mom, the dad, uh, their daughter and their daughter's son. We prayed for all of them in the parking lot. Like, um, it wasn't a, a lot of us, but it was a big, it was a rather large group of people. And everybody, you know, was walking by and looking at us and what's happening, what's going on. But like, sometimes you just have to be bold about your faith and you have to not care about where you're at. You know, we can let our at the atmosphere or the setting of where we're at hinder our prayers or quiet our prayers or stop us from doing certain things. And I think in this hour that God wants us to break that mindset of, oh, you know, we have to take them to the church building for them to receive the Holy Ghost, or we have to take take them to this place for this to happen. And, and that's not true. God is everywhere at all times, all knowing like some Everybody can get the Holy Ghost in the airport on a flight back from a crusade. It's possible. Like these things have happened. And I feel like as we continue to progress 
in the days and times that we're in, we're going to start to see that more. We're going to start to see God doing things in a very unconventional way because time is running out and he's no longer going to sit around and wait for us to get our act together. No, he's going to use the people that are open and willing and available right now that will say, okay, God, whatever you want to do, I am here for it. And, and I think that that's what we've been seeing in these times. Yes, amen. I definitely uh, agree with that. I receive that. Thank you, Jesus. I am so encouraged by that testimony. And I, I understand exactly what you're, what you're saying, because this is something that my pastor has also placed on our heart is I remember him saying that um, revival is going to be us having to understand we might be uncomfortable sitting next to somebody who doesn't look the same way or smell the same way or understand standards. They're not going to understand maybe the etiquette if they sit in the front row and we mm-hmm. have to do our best to real in our flesh and realize that God has to work on that soul. God has mm-hmm. to work on that individual. And so all we need to do is show love and show grace and right. um, exactly. like be available and, that really is just so, that gets me so excited. Well, before you go, I really would love it if you could share a scripture and a message that the Lord has brought to your attention recently. Yes, absolutely. Um, something that God has really been showing me is, um, I guess it's kind of instruction for battle. Um And so we all know this portion of scripture. It's a very, very common, popular portion of scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Um, But I want to really uh, focus on verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And in this scripture, I feel like this is really instruction for prayer. Uh, the battle is in our mind first before it's anywhere else. And right now we need to be steadfast and we need to be very vigilant in our prayers. In uh, the last few weeks, I've prayed some of the most powerful prayers that I've ever prayed in my life. Um, some in crazy, like incredible, as was saying, incredible and crazy at the same time. But in some incredible, um, you know, testimonies and miracles have come out of these powerful prayers. And so um, we have to make sure that we align our thoughts with God's word. And so in order to do that, we have to cast down thoughts uh, that do not align with his word. We need to cast down every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Um, and that, and that's like casting down spirits of like, fear or jealousy, lying, you know, all these spirits that are not of God. We have to bring those things into the captivity of the obedience of Christ. And so I think in this hour where we know where we're headed, um, we we have to have a prayer life like we've never had before. And that means we need to uh, continue to um, obtain knowledge and wisdom and insight in terms of the instructions that God is giving us, because God will give you the the 
strategy to win the battle. He's not going to ever send us out into battle or war. And if we're not prepared, if we don't have the weapons. So I think that this is such an important portion of scripture that we can truly apply to our lives uh, right now in this moment. Yes. Amen. That is such a powerful scripture and definitely something that I have, um, that it's been brought to my mind as well. And I love what you said about, you know, we need to be prepared and this is the time now where um, we can prepare ourselves. And I, I feel this within my soul too. And I've talked to, you know, friends and family as well, that we feel just pulled into that deeper communication with the Lord, that deeper devotion with God uh, to go more into the secret place with him and to allow him to really have his way and for us to truly surrender to him that's that's a word that we don't like (laughs) our flesh doesn't like it uh because we are taught to fight in the natural a different way but in the spiritual we fight through surrender stacy just thank you so much for your words of wisdom and for just taking the time to speak into the sensitive situation can you please tell everybody where they can find you on social media and the information to visit your local church Yes. Um, on Facebook, my name is uh, Stacy Chavis. And on Instagram, my handle is underscore the apostolic surgeon. Um, my church is the Peninsula Pentecostals. And you can find us um, on Facebook and Instagram as well under that name, the Peninsula Pentecostals. Well, thank you so much, Stacy, for being on the podcast again. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Live? I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Don't forget to subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome and shop inspirational products, head to helloawesome.live using the promo code HELLO10 for 10% off your next purchase. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.